Hello and welcome to Zurich's Perspectives, Zurich Canada podcast, where we deliver market insights and thought leadership. My name is Albin Alum, and I'm the head of customer distribution and marketing. Today is our 12th podcast. Today is also the first time that we're having a repeat guest. Indeed, some of you will remember that our first podcast back in February, I think it was, was with Zurich Canada's chief agent and CEO, Sad Mered. Since then, we've had 11 podcasts. And I wanted to take a minute here to thank the people who are listening to us um, a couple of times a month. We're very much interested in ideas or suggestions you might have to make the podcast better, ideas around future guests um, and other related themes. For that, you can always reach us at ca.podcast.zurich.com. Zurich released its first half of the year financial results on August 12th, about a month ago. I will be asking Sad his views on Zurich global performance, but also, and specifically for our Canadian audience, where does Zurich Canada fit in this overall picture? Here's Sad. Hello, Sad. Welcome back to the podcast. How are you today? I'm doing great. Happy to be here and especially happy to uh, be able to, uh, to speak to a lot of our, our friends and partners in the marketplace. That's great. You're the first guest that we have for the second time. And part of the reason why we wanted to have you back on the podcast is because Zurich released its first half of the year earnings on August 12th. So about a month ago, and I wanted to ask you what you thought were the highlights of that six month release. Yeah, they were, I mean, they were great results. And I think our shareholders and, uh, and the analysts that cover Zurich uh, have attested to that. They voted, I guess, with the with their implied pricing on our share price, but but the, the fundamental story is really a, a great one. It's uh, yet again another set of, uh, of results that confirm a trend that started uh, a couple of years back, um, where we keep improving on our on our results, we keep improving on our on our PNC uh, combined ratio, we keep improving on our life results, uh, and um, and we're already seeing the also the green shoots of. Uh, of the acquisition that farmers made uh, in the U.S. met life uh, PNC uh, portfolio, um, we're we're seeing as well that the twenty result, the twenty one results so far this year, have essentially um, uh, corrected uh, the uh, the weakness of last year due to COVID that affected the whole market. And clearly, we've been able to compensate for a lot of these weaknesses and also. Despite a pretty, um, you know, um, uh, not inordinately um, um, uh, high, but a very high first six months in terms of cat uh, losses globally, uh, especially in North America, but not only in North America. Uh, despite that, we've been able to produce some, uh, some, uh, I would say, stellar results. In fact, uh, uh, you know, record uh, results uh, for a six-month result for the for the group uh, as uh, far back as we can um, uh, as we can count. Right, uh, so. You know, I think the you know our, our board is pleased, our shareholders are pleased. Uh, what what makes me particularly personally uh, happy about those results is that all the businesses of Zurich contributed, um, and uh, uh, every business uh, is executing well um, and executing to, to uh, you know very very in a very focused way to our strategy, uh, and so it 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 um, it speaks uh, volume about the uh, the resilience of the business and uh, what we're likely to see in future quarters. And finally, you know, I can't not, not comment on our solvency uh, ratio right now. Uh, it's, uh, it's um, you know, we've cracked at 200%, which uh, under the Swiss solvency test is a very, very strong number. 
clearly confirms uh, our, our our AA rating, which would had uh, which as you remember at Bon, we had an upgrade from AA minus to a full AA uh, just a few months ago, um, and uh, so that gives us comfort as well that we're on the right track. Thank you, Sad. Thanks for that. Now, if we zoom in on Canada, where does uh, Zurich Canada performance stand in regard of the global performance as of June 30th, the halfway mark of 2021? Yeah. So by the time that uh, you know our friends and partners in the marketplace will, will hear this podcast, uh, I, I believe the statutory results, um, uh, OSFI approved statutory results will be released for the first six months. And it'll show that uh, Zurich Canada has performed uh, very well and, and progressed yet again from the first six months of 2020, and even on pace, if you're sort of to, to annualize our results right now, uh, we'd be on pace to, uh, to surpass what we've done in, in 20 and uh, in 19, uh, obviously, and, and years before. Uh, one of the strongest results Zurich Canada has, has put together. Um, and, and again, uh, same story for Zurich Canada. It's uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, all the cylinders are working. Um, you know, despite the investments in a number of uh, our new, new, new sort of new, new ventures, new businesses, uh, new expansions in the marketplace, uh, you know, we're, we're executing well. The teams are doing a fantastic job, uh, despite all the challenges uh, that we've had, uh, you know, in, in the macro context. Uh, and, um, you know, we cannot be uh, more happy about how that's uh, uh, on, uh, unfolding uh, for, for, for us. Uh, but also, uh, it speaks to the support uh, we've been getting from our partners in the marketplace yeah. uh, and uh, the, the transparency uh, in those relationships to be clear with us as to their, the expectations of our partners and how we can meet those expectations or surpass them. And, you know, while we're not you know, hitting um, all of them all the time every day, I think we're doing better uh, this year than we've done in the past. Okay. So sad. It's been almost three years since you've moved to Canada. And when you look back on what the organization's most significant accomplishments are, um, what do you think they are? And I'm going to ask this question in sort of a leading way, as we have four different buckets that we use um, to look at our performance. And so when you think about the most significant accomplishments, first of all, in terms of portfolio balance, um, which obviously is always key for an insurance company, how would you sort of grade Zurich Canada's performance in that uh, bucket in over the last three years? Um, what do you think about that? Yeah. So, so look, I mean, I'm, you, you know most of the story because you, you're, you're uh, an important part of shaping the, the strategy. Um, uh, you're uh, sort of <laughs> you're a quick, a quick uh, arriver to Canada right after I arrived, only merely a few weeks later, a couple of weeks later, in fact. Um, so you know that we started with uh, a number of objectives. One of them was, in fact, portfolio balance. As, uh, and I'll come back to that in a second. Uh, the other one was really our, 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 our mix of customers. It was our mix of geographies. It was an interesting dynamic that we were trying to, to, to we are trying to address where we're trying to address. Uh, there was a, um, um, a you know a, a huge topic, a growing topic around sustainability. But more fundamentally, um, it, it was really also a, a challenge we had around culture, right? And so let me address that, and I'll get back to the portfolio balance in a second. And yeah. I think you know the, the the issue of culture for us was um, was um, you know uh, I would say existential, right? And mm -hmm. and. And for us to progress as a business, to uh, sort of reset our presence in, in Canada, to um, to uh, reposition ourselves, to um, uh, to address some of the feedback we were getting from our partners in the marketplace, very very uh, I would say strong and strident feedback in some cases, uh, in terms of servicing, in terms of um, uh, of our capabilities to deliver, our capabilities to to be consistent, 
uh, capabilities to be more comprehensive in our approach and the relationships with our partners uh, and therefore to our customers uh, was all linked in the end to uh, the cadence of our business, their ability to make decisions quickly and with a lot of, uh, I would say, confidence, our uh, ability to be responsive, to be pertinent to the marketplace, to be proximate to the marketplace. Uh, and that led to, as you know, uh, you know, you know, resetting our, our, our operating model um, and, and that enabled us to also surround ourselves uh, with a, uh, you know, a, a changed team, uh, you know, some, some new additions to the team, um, some repositioning of, of seasoned executives of Zurich Canada um, to take on more responsibilities and more accountability. Um, and that's helped then us be able to attract, uh, you know, I would say, some great, great people from the marketplace and some great young staff as well, uh, straight out of university to, that we were that we would been training up as well. So it's been a comprehensive, um, uh, I would say, um, you know, attack on uh, getting to the bottom of our cultural, um, um, uh, you know, sort of challenges to get back on the front foot and to get back into a firm that was really truly customer led and able to make decisions and able to to respond and to uh, uh, sort of move on the dime. And, and be very, very street smart at the same time. Um, and I think that's been um, you know, well um, uh, engaged. Uh, in fact, uh, you know, uh, we've gotten feedback uh, from our employees uh, along those lines repeatedly the last every six months for the last few years, uh, the last two, two and a half years, almost three years now. Um, and that clearly we, we, that has resonated, it's been seen, it's been observed. And the feedback from some of our partners as well has been, um, has been equally uh, strong uh, and positive in that way. Um, now, once you have the right team and, and the right people, our strategy was crafted. It's, it was a very simple strategy. And one of, them def one of the pillars clearly was our portfolio balance uh, across our lines of business. And, and we've been able to essentially uh, orchestrate a fairly interesting uh, um, um, way, you know, sort of fairly rapid and interesting way of, of getting um, uh, us to rely on more lines of business uh, for our sort of portfolio uh, shape and therefore our financial um, uh, wherewithal. Uh, we've uh, been able to grow our, our property book um, more uh, than it has been in the past. We've been able to, um, uh, to, to grow our specialty lines area, especially in DNO and cyber and ENO in many ways. We've been able to, uh, we're not for COVID, we would have been a much bigger player in travel insurance today, uh, but we're, we are growing our NH space as well. So that's getting traction uh, as well. Uh, we've been able to do more on our commercial auto book, uh, leveraging some of the market trends, but also leveraging some of our, uh, our, our skill sets and, and, and market relationships. Um, so there's been a, a number of areas we've been able to sort of intentionally move towards a shape of portfolio that we wanted to have. Uh, that would uh, make us more sustainable in the marketplace, but also more relevant to our to our uh, to our partners, more relevant in our relationships with our partners. Um, so that's I think that's that was for me, uh, you know, a great milestone to pass. Uh, we have more work to do in A and H, more work to do in financial lines, uh, more work to do in uh, in certain segments within casualty, uh, and uh, you know, clearly in the mid market. We'll talk about mid market in a second, but uh, but we have a lot a lot lot more we can do there. And uh, you know, and the investments are there. The people or the teams are, are have been stood up, and I'm I'm fairly confident that we'll we'll show success there in the next milestones. Okay, so thank you, Sat. So this is sort of the underwriting view of of 
of the company here that you just addressed. If you take the other side of the coin and look at the customer mix, uh, where have we made progress? Uh, where do you think we still need to focus on? There's been a lot of changes here as well in the last three years in terms of people, in terms of areas of uh, growth, um, markets, segments that we re-entered in. Uh, in um, what's your take on all these things? Yeah, so look, I, I think it's, uh, it's um, not a secret that uh, towards the, I would say the 17, 2017, 2018 years, Zurich became known as essentially a, a very large account um, um, uh, customer firm. Um, and, um, and, and, and while that's very good, you know, as long as you're very good at it, uh, you could probably do well at it in the marketplace. And, and as long as you keep serving those large customers very well, uh, you can be successful. However, given the uh, sort of the, 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 the nature of, uh, of our sort of modern property casualty insurance market, especially in countries like Canada that are very um, uh, cat prone, uh, it behooves us uh, not to be overly reliant on one customer. Segment. We, have, we have to keep investing and be very, very strong in, in, our, in our large account space, but we have to be able to um, um, you know, diversify our customer segments, especially when you know that the Canadian economy is essentially a, a mid-market, upper mid-market economy. It's driven by, by those firms in the marketplace, uh, not just in terms of, of, of company count, but also if you look at the makeup of the, of the GDP, uh, that, that those segments are a very important part of, uh, of the Canadian economy. And then if you really dig deeper, you'll understand also the SME segment is, is, um, is, is a very, very important driver of the economy. Uh, this is not too dissimilar to some other markets where Zurich is present. And in those markets, we are... Uh, we have, um, you know, over you know decades, or sometimes over a century, invested heavily and have a very strong presence in the mid market, in the upper mid market, in the SME segment. So we, we thought it was important for us to start, um, um, you know, either revisiting those segments or putting more investments and more, uh, I would say, intentional, um, 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 you know, sort of direction and initiatives towards towards those segments. So that's why, fairly early on, uh, uh, we've uh, built up our our upper mid-market uh, proposition by, by strengthening our regional offices uh, in terms of uh, resources and empowerment. Um, and then we, we had an opportunity to, uh, we, we've, uh, you know, we, we saw an opportunity to, to re-enter the mid-market package space, which we've just done recently, and we're investing um, in, in that space, not just in terms of resources and, and people, of course, skill sets and leadership, but also in terms of a platform. And, and we thought also that the SME segment, while uh, very hard to access in a, in a traditional uh, broker slash agent relationship model that uh, a wholesale approach to the SME segment would probably be the smart thing for us to do. And that's a, this is what we've done. Again, a lot of uh, intentionality there. And we've, uh, you know, uh, almost three years on, we've, uh, we have a, an amazing uh, team, uh, uh, you know, leading a very, very healthy portfolio uh, through the uh, program uh, administrator space and also the managing general agent space. Um, and uh, throughout the country, uh, which really gives us a nice um, uh, sort of uh, mix of, uh, of, of sectors within the SME segment. Uh, and uh, we're very, very pleased with the results so far. They're, they've surpassed our expectations there uh, as well. Yeah. Uh, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the travel space and the A&H space, clearly, we, you know, this is, again, a wholesale approach through, par through partners, distribution partners, affinity partners, um, uh, to get to individual uh, insureds. Um, uh, that that's a, a uh, I would say a, a toe in the water of, of the pure retail space, uh, and uh, we're very 
eager to do that. We have uh, global skill sets and toolboxes we can leverage, and we have leveraged, uh, and that's where we've been able we've been able to move quickly there. Uh, and again, we're not for the COVID uh, uh, you know, pandemic uh, effect. We would probably have seen better results already uh, as of now. Okay, so just maybe on the regional presence. Um, so we have five regional offices. Um, and we've invested quite a bit in the Vancouver office, in the Toronto office, in the Montreal office, where we have more colleagues today than we had three years ago. Are you pleased with the progress that we've made in those um, provinces? And of course, not to forget our colleagues in Edmonton and Calgary who are doing an outstanding job, even though quite a few of them have been working really with, um, with the limited footprint. But I think it's fair to say that the emphasis and the staffing has really been around the three larger offices. So where do you see us going forward? Um, where do you think uh, we go from here? No, I, I, th I think, look, it, it followed from, from uh, everything I've described earlier, which is really our, our, our strategy in terms of portfolio mix, uh, customer mix, uh, and regional presence. We, 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 we found it important if we, if we are serious about certain customer segments, our resources need to be closer to those markets, closer to those customers, closer to the brokers, and agents that, that represent them and, and advocate for them. Um, and also we need to be closer to, to these economies to really understand the makeup of these economies and, and, and how, um, how, how those economies are evolving. Each region, each province of Canada has a very different economic makeup. Uh, it's a very interesting, uh, um, uh, actually, um, uh, set of diversities uh, in terms of economic diversity in Canada. Um, so very different dynamics, very different, therefore, thought process and underwriting, thought process and claims handling as well, uh, and clearly different thought process and, and tweak thought process is required in, in, risk, in risk engineering. Um, so having resources closer to each of these worlds was important to us, and not just underwriting skills, but also risk engineering claims and, of course, uh, customer service, right? Yeah. Um, and, um, and yes, we've grown our, our staff count in, in, in all those uh, areas. Uh, we're happy uh, to do that. Uh, it's it's already paid back uh, in terms of our growth of customers, uh, our success in terms of um, uh, of securing new customers and retaining customers. It's it's, it's you know sort of uh, also also uh, shown um, you know this, uh, you know a lot of positive results in terms of um, our ability to uh, to secure new opportunities uh, you know and grow in certain segments. Uh, it, it was essential for us. To grow the upper mid market, of course, but then we're, we're also know that our mid market package uh, 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 approach is centered around regional offices. Uh, uh, there's there's no there's nothing national about mid markets, right. mid market companies, and there's, and, there's, and there's not a lot of sort of national relationships in terms of how you manage uh, you know sort of uh, programs and MGAs uh, and and their SME customers. You have to be close to these environments to understand it. Um, we had also, you know, uh, if you recall, Admiral, we had an, another quandary in terms of our regional presence. We had a, an issue with, you know, Quebec had become um, a uh, too small part of our overall portfolio. Yeah. Uh, and while the, the Quebec economy was, um, you know, in, in fact, but also in perception, you know, a probably the most diversified province uh, economically in the country, where we thought we could have more relevance, uh, uh, relatively more, more relevance. And that's why we've sort of, uh, you know, we've, we've put even more effort in, in Quebec to to really give us this balance and this and this um, and, and this um, and this proximity <laughs> to a province that is, from an insurance law perspective, uh, not just language, but from an insurance law perspective and and um, 
uh, also uh, very, very uh, um, unique and, and uh, you know, uh, requires a bit more attention, a bit more uh, sophistication. So here's a $64 question for you, uh, Saad, and it's around sustainability. Uh, about three years ago, Mario Greco, the chief uh, executive officer of Zurich, um, came out with a, a, a rather um, forward-looking and um, um, leading uh, stand on um, sustainability. Um, as an insurance company, we've been leading the pack on trying to move the needle around sustainability with the influence that we have as an insurance company. Um, where do you think we are today? Um, where, where do you see the company going um, in the couple of years ahead of us? And what does it mean for Zurich Canada, understanding that obviously the Canadian economy, um, a large chunk of its GDP comes from the energy sector? Look, I mean, I think this topic is probably, you know, legitimately a, a podcast in of itself. There's a lot of passion around that topic uh, from me personally, but also from a lot of our colleagues, as you know, and, and from the industry in general. I mean, what we're seeing this year in terms of, yet again, in terms of uh, natural catastrophes in Canada and beyond Canada, around the world, uh, is yet again another, um, you know, sort of confirmation that we have to treat the climate change very, very seriously with an immense amount of urgency uh, and, um, and, and everything we can do as an investor, as an underwriter, uh, as a corporate citizen, uh, you know, across all three of these filters and lenses, rather, um, has to be done and must be done as quickly as possible. Um, now, the, the, our position on sustainability, especially as an investor and as an insurance underwriter, clearly is, is a, is a, was a tough position in Canada to take, but intellectually a very, uh, I would say, relatively easy one, but a tough one to take uh, given um, uh, the makeup of the energy sector uh, in Canada um, that has not uh, tempered our, our, our drive to, to do the right thing but it has accelerated our need and, and especially our local management team's need to engage with customers and really understand how we're transitioning as a Canadian economy, uh, especially on the energy side. And, um, and, and that's been, I, I would say, uh, very exciting, uh, sometimes tough. Uh, we've had a lot of tough conversations, but, but very exciting to see how rapidly uh, the agenda has evolved, how rapidly um, um, our customers and other counterparties and, and, and stakeholders have evolved as well in their thinking and, and their strategies. Um, so I think we're on a, on a, on a, on a good path, uh, but we still have a lot of work to do. And, and, um, and I think uh, the sustainability topic would be for us, will be for us a, 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 an everyday, normal, uh, you know, sort of core part of our strategy going forward. Uh, it will not be a, a special uh, interest topic. It will not be a a, um, a project, uh, it, is, it is with us. I think it goes to the survivability, you know, the relevance of the insurance industry uh, the, uh, and our ability to meet customers' needs going forward, given the pressures on our, on our balance sheets globally uh, in terms of uh, how the CAT uh, trends are, 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 are evolving. So, Sad, as you know, we, we build three-year strategy plans at, at, uh, at Zurich um, and so we are halfway into the 2019-2022 three-year plan. Um, and this, this plan has three pillars. Uh, one is innovation, another one is simplification, and then last but not least is customer centricity. Where do you think Zurich Canada has made progress in, in these areas, and where would you like us to put the emphasis going forward 
How do we move the needles? Um, you know, where are we going from here? Yes, it's actually a very good question. Probably more interesting than you thought initially when you, when you thought about it. Uh, look, I mean, there's a lot of ways of measuring this, right? So there's, there's, uh, we can keep track of a lot of uh, the number of our projects, the number of our new technologies that we put in. We can keep track of the number of processes we've suppressed um, um, and so forth and so on. I think in the end, there's really, there's a, our financial KPIs are the best uh, proxies, but I think the intermediate proxies are really, are we, uh, are we, are we uh, attracting more customers and are we retaining more customers than we have in the past? Mm -hmm. uh, are those customers um, uh, uh, judging us and rating us uh, in a better way? So are we, are we increasing um, uh, the, the grade that they give us, that customers give us, either through transactional net promoter scores or, 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 or relationship net promoter scores? And then, and then for our employees, because at the core of delivering to customers is, is an engaged and, and productive and uh, uh, you know, sort of uh, eager uh, it, it, a set of team members, you know, our employees also giving us uh, good grades in terms of how they're engaged and how they're seeing the firm going. And I think you know, we have uh, you know, uh, those KPIs, they're part of our, they're part of our, our, our leadership's uh, you know, target cards um, uh, or measurements. Uh, of success of performance measurements. Um, I think these are the best proxies to really understand whether we're progressing fast enough or not. Um, uh, we, we have invested in Canada, we continue to invest in Canada, um, a fairly sizable um, uh, uh, sort of a sum uh, to, to address a number of those areas. Uh, but I think as an industry, we have a wider challenge. So this, it's great for Zurich to invest in technology, great for Zurich to invest in, in evolving our processes. But as an industry, we have a lot of inefficiencies that no one single player can address. So I, you know, I look forward to even more industry engagement to be, see how we can, within our, our industry, between carriers and brokers, between carriers and reinsurers, is there, is there a way for us to uh, simplify and harmonize uh, how we work together for the benefit of our customers? So a few moments ago, Sad, you alluded to, um, uh, to natural catastrophes. So let me, let me ask you a question specific um, on that topic, 2021 is already shaping up to be another bad year in terms of natural catastrophes. And, and we're only eight months into the year with estimates already as high as $40 billion. Um, my, my theory is that we're going to see a floor in the market at some point. If, if year after year, the insurance market, reinsurance market have to absorb tens of billions of dollars of natural catastrophes. So it's always hard to predict where the market is going to be in six months from now or even a year out. Um, but what, what do you think is going to happen here um, with those heavy um, tolls in natural catastrophe? What is it going to do to the market in general? Yeah, so look, I, mean, I, I think there's a, um, a wide acceptance that the, 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 the frequency and severity of, of, of CatNAT events globally, um, uh, even in Canada, uh, in the, in the, the running average for the last 10 years has been beat by the running average for the last five years, and on and on and on. So so we're, we're looking at a, um, a certain level of, uh, of, um, of, uh, of activity that has uh, really serious financial consequences. And that's driven by, by, by a number of things. I mean, the values, uh, economic losses in general are increasing tremendously as well. So the, the economic value of what's, uh, what's insured and non-insured both uh, is increasing tremendously. So I, 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 I would say that you know, we while in Canada, we are probably um, uh, past the worst of uh, you know probably another week to two weeks. We'll probably be past the worst of the high risk seasons for us for the rest of this year. 
Mm-hmm. But then again, um, uh, we're worried not about this year. We're worried about next year and the years after, right? So, yeah. so I, 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 I'm sensing that um, um, we are sensing as a firm that uh, you know we're, we're not banking on massive improvements for next year and the years after. We're, we're actually banking on, on further uh, deterioration uh, of frequency and severity of NACAD events. Mm-hmm. And on the other side of the equation, we're not seeing uh, that dramatic increase in, in, in new capital coming to the marketplace. We're seeing some interesting new projects, interesting new investments, interesting new startups uh, um, in, in a number of uh, locations and jurisdictions uh, around the world. But uh, in the aggregate of all, all these uh, new investments do not make up for the trends that we're seeing. Uh, so that's, I think the word floor, I think, is an appropriate one. I think where we still have a lot of work to do in some lines of business uh, uh, in Canada, uh, not just on the cat pricing, but also in some, 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 you know, cyber is yet, of course, a big topic right now. Uh, there's been a lot of frustration around, uh, from our customers on, on that, uh, frustration on, on directors and officers, of course. Um, but you know, the U S liability trends for those customers of our, uh, some, some, for those customers that have active U S operations and active sales into the U S clearly U S, uh, you know, loss trends are not uh, encouraging. Uh, and the 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 the, the new uh, judgments that have just come through post uh, reopening of courts are not encouraging at all, right? Uh, so so there's a lot of things out there that tell me that um, that uh, we're not going to see a seesaw uh, of rates, um, and we're going to see continued uh, strong underwriting and prudence, and, and and I would say you know good fiscal management uh, from 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 the different carriers around the world. Thank you. So listen, we're almost at the end of the podcast here, but it wouldn't be a 2021 podcast if we if I didn't have a question about COVID-19. So recently, we've announced uh, a return to the office policy in Canada. So can you tell us a little bit more about what this policy says and how do we sort of reconcile our need to continue or strengthen the engagement with customers and brokers with the need to protect our staff and customers um, in terms of safety and health? Yes, sure. So, look, I mean, I think that the variants, the Delta variant, chief among them, but and 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 potentially another one, uh, the new variant that's that's cropping its uh, ugly head right now, yeah. um, are, are throwing our plans, uh, our well thought through plans of uh, uh, this past summer uh, up uh, out of the window a little bit. Um, uh, we we were hoping uh, to be back in the office at twenty five percent capacity for this early part of the fall, and we were hoping to be able to increase that. To 50 percent by by uh, by uh, late November, early December. Clearly, those variants and the, the, the rapid pace of those variants uh, in terms of their spread and their and their, and their infectiousness um, it has you know, given us a bit of pause. Uh, we're still our offices are still open up to 25 percent capacity, but we're clearly not at that level. Uh, we've uh, we've also uh, very recently asked uh, that for those wishing to um, um, uh, interested in coming and wishing to be in the office. Uh, even one or two days a week at uh, this stage, we were asking them to be vaccinated. Um, this is a position we'll review as we know more and we learn more uh, uh, going forward. Um, and and uh, you know, the science evolves on a weekly, daily basis. We get more information all the time. But at this stage, we're, we're trying to have small groups of people be in the office uh, at Bon. We want people to, to, uh, to meet with our, uh, our brokers and our customers um, uh, in a responsible, safe way. Uh, we're asking them to be vaccinated to do that. Uh, we're, 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 we are uh, thinking through uh, during this interim period what the future of work will be uh, in terms of this, uh, you know, the so-called new normal or the, 
the new age of working. Uh, and and that's uh, we put some very good high level shape around those those plans and how we see the future. Uh, and we're we're hoping to sort of trial test this slowly but surely the next few weeks, all the way through through the end of the year, in small groups and small teams and and so forth and so on. Uh, at the same time, we're preparing offices for for the world of hybrid working from a technology perspective. And uh, we hope that by January February we'll be able to have a, a much uh, much more sort of uh, uh, engaged um, you know uh, uh, set of um, of rules and if the people can sort of live by. Uh, and whereby we would be more uh, in the office than not uh, in, um, in going forward as per our high-level view of, of the future of work. Um, so, and, and that future for me and for us as a group globally means that we would be on average uh, more in the office than not, but clearly less than what we, uh, what, that, we that our practice was uh, um, um, before COVID uh, arrived as a pandemic. So we still all are valuing customer contact, broker contact, we're valuing um, um, uh, the uh, uh, the important apprenticeship that needs to happen between uh, young uh, or new um, uh, professionals to the industry uh, and those uh, that need to apprentice, uh, so are more expert and and, and seasoned uh, 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 professionals in the office. So that work that that collaboration that needs to happen. Where our projects, uh, you mentioned innovation earlier, a lot of these projects require close collaboration as well. Um, and it's, it's a very physical ideating and, and agility uh, methodologies uh, require a bit of physical proximity, not every single day, but for a few days at a time. Um, so we're working on all those things at well, but uh, we don't have a set date at this stage when we flip the switch. Uh, but I think a gradual uh, sort of move towards that new world will, is probably more likely than not. Thank you very much. Thank you for taking the time to be with us today. Thank you for your insights. This was very informative. I hope to talk to you very soon again. I'll see you in the office very shortly. And I know that uh, probably in January, February, we'll have another podcast uh, to talk about the full 2021 uh, financial results of Zurich. So again, thank you. Uh, it was a pleasure to have you with us today. Thank you, Alvon. It was great uh, being with you. Thank you for listening to us today. I um, thought this was a great, informative podcast with SAD. Um, great performance overall from Zurich globally, specifically with um, the performance of Zurich Canada. A lot of people to thank uh, for that performance. Um, obviously, our staff, uh, all of our employees, but also, and this is why I want to take a second here, is thank all of our broker partners. Your customers are customers with that whom none of this would be uh, would be possible. It's been uh, a rough ride in the last 18 months due to COVID in some difficult market conditions. So I wanted to take a second to thank all of uh, all of our broker partners. Um, you know who you are, and uh, we look forward to a strong second half of the year here. I wanted to wish you uh, well and I hope that this uh, return to school and return to the office is uh, is going smoothly for uh, all or most of you. We look very much to uh, meeting with you again on the road. I've been doing a fair amount of traveling already and look forward to doing a little bit more and, um, and going out and visiting um, some of you on the road. So again, thank you very much and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care.
recording was compiled from sources believed to be reliable for general information purposes and is intended for Zurich clients and business partners. The information contained herein may be useful to you or your enterprise when developing your own policies and procedures. The policies and procedures applicable to your enterprise should take into account the specific circumstances of your business and business environment, which is beyond the capacity of this podcast. Any and all information provided is not intended to constitute advice of any nature and is specifically not legal advice, and accordingly, you should consult with your own legal counsel. We do not guarantee the accuracy of this information presented or any results and further assume no liability in connection with this recording and the information provided therein. Moreover, Zurich reminds you that the information provided cannot be assumed to contain every acceptable safety and compliance procedure or that additional procedures might not be appropriate under the circumstances. The subject matter of this recording is not tied to any specific insurance product, nor will adopting these policies and procedures ensure coverage under any insurance policy. We encourage listeners to seek additional information from credible sources. Thank you. This has been a production of TNKR Media. Good talk.